live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour as we roll till 3 o'clock today. It's uh, always fun when Matt Nelson uh, takes a few minutes to join us. I wonder if the dude got moved. Remember last time we talked to him, he said he was going to move? I talked to him plenty of times. You were gone for weeks, Jim. I was What? I was gone for like a day. You were gone for two weeks and one so day. So you mean he loaded up the covered wagon and he made it here? Yeah, yeah. All he's right, he's living in Iowa. He's living here in central Iowa. Wow, he, living the dream. He goes out and about, does all kinds of farming things that are way above my understanding. Oh, good. Okay. You know he's a smart guy. Uh, he is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I'm good with that. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. It's always fun when Matt comes in. Wide right, Natty Light. How are you, Matty? I'm good, Jim. I, I miss you. I know you were only gone for a day, but it felt like months. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you back. It was like back in the fall. He tried to he tried to play it off the same way. Yeah, just a week. He doesn't know how to read a calendar very no, well. No, I cannot. No, I, I struggle just to read the clock. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's planning season for you, Matt. So you've been able to keep up on the Cyclone News? You know what? I have been. It's we were kind of out of things here this week with the rain, but uh, getting stuff done today, and I'll be working all weekend. So hopefully, I can still enjoy my my Friday night. You were saying Jim can't read the clock, but uh, as long as he always thinks it says five o'clock, life's good, right? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm always good with that. Seven and seven in the hand, and he's swaying in the wind. That's for, Jimmy for, B. For me, it's five o'clock all the time. <laughs> hey Matt, what, good to me. yeah. What do you? What can you tell us about the the new recruit that just came in from uh, UT or San Antonio? Jeff Beverly. Yeah, Jeff Beverly. Kind of a kind of a strange situation, guys. Uh, in terms of a of a name linked to Iowa State, and uh, Trent, we've talked at length about some of these guys. Yeah. He really wasn't somebody who was on the radar, um, but some he's a, a player who when he announced that he was going to transfer, kind of came right out and said, I, I want to be a Cyclone. I, I, uh, I like the way that they use their players and some of the freedom they give uh, to the guys they put on the floor. And, and to, in all honesty, the, his visit was just kind of a formality. It, Iowa State's policy is to not take a commitment until a kid's been on campus. So, so they waited for that. But uh, Beverly's a kid who wanted to be a Cyclone and, um, and is. And he's kind of an interesting story. He started out at Texas a- Tex A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, transferred to a junior college for a year, and then ended up walking on at UT San Antonio and was not only their leading scorer, but was probably their best player. Um, so kind of a, a strange situation, but he's um, he is done and headed to Iowa State. So uh, kind of excited that Iowa State at least has some more front court depth, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we were hearing a lot of names starting to pick up, uh, guys that are sit-out players. Their first uh, recruit that they got was Shayak from Virginia, who have to sit out next season and after missing on the big targets after missing out on Shakir Justin after uh, missing on Elijah Brown and a couple of other uh, names that Ed, were out Ed there Murrow, they missed on Ed Morrow well I'm talking about guys that are eligible for oh, next year okay it, it felt like they really needed a little bit of help do you think they're still searching for at least one more grad transfer I know there's the Princeton kid coming in on Monday they looking for one more guy that can help them for next year at the very least I think so, and I think uh, Hans, which, by the way, I love that name. That's just a great – sounds like more of a wrestler's name. Than it a does. Yeah. But, uh, but I think I think they stand a good chance with him, and he's kind of a different type of big man. But, uh, you know, Princeton's a good team. I, I think they're going to be looking for one more, Trent, somebody who can play right away this year. If, if maybe – you know, I think a guard might be their first choice, but at the very least a forward with some perimeter skills would certainly fit what Iowa State is looking for. Um, 
so I think they're still looking for somebody else, and then maybe that other scholarship they'll uh, they'll bank for for next year. But I don't know if uh, you had this on your list of questions, Trent, but we probably should address some of the misses that Iowa State had here with these transfers, don't you think? Yeah, they they really. Uh... The one that hurts the most is Justin, isn't it? From from an Iowa State perspective, in your mind, Matt, isn't that the kind of the biggest one? You know, I think that they all hurt. And I'll, I'll go into depth. I guess I caught a little bit of flack on Twitter um, talking about this. And, and as far as wide right wide right goes, I'm probably one of the more uh, negative worldview folks that we have on staff when it comes to recruiting. But you know, you look at the players Iowa State missed out on. I, I joke that they went one for eight, and that's maybe not necessarily true, but you start going down the list, uh, Daryl Edwards is a guy that, you know, Iowa State didn't end up getting. And you can say what you want, you know, about him being a JUCO player, but Iowa State recruited him for almost a year and a half as far as, you know, it's not like he's a transfer they got in late on. Uh, Shakur Justin, that's a guy that, you know, Steve Prohm went to see him the day after we beat Kansas and Lawrence. I know they really put a lot of time and effort into his recruitment. Um, Morrow was one that really surprised me, Trent. I said yeah. on your show here that I, that I thought Iowa State would sign him, and, you know, we scrimmaged Nebraska twice, so the coaches had had seen him play, and I really thought that there was a connection there. And then kind of out of the blue, he announced he's going to Marquette. So I, I think that one hurts a lot, too. Um, and I think there's a couple different reasons for it. Uh, one is the transfer market has certainly changed. And Iowa State may not be the top destination anymore, but, but golly, you think Iowa State would be able to get at least a few of these guys they spend a lot of time on. Um, so, But, again, I, I don't think that it really comes down to anything Prohm and his staff did wrong. I think when you look at um, – this year's roster and the recruiting class, that's kind of where a lot of this comes up. You know, we all talk about Iowa State wanting to get grad transfers, but they're only going to lose one player this year. And same with some of those sit-out transfers. You know, if you're if you're a forward like Morrow and you're, you're sitting out this year, you know coming in next year there's essentially going to be the same players in the front court. So I think that's got to be part of it. But uh, it's kind of disappointing, I guess, that Iowa State didn't hit on some of these targets. As the roster is currently constructed – Let's say they don't find another guy for next year. Does this look like a, a bubble team, an NCAA tournament team, maybe just a solid NIT team? When you look at the roster right now, Matt, kind of give us an overview of what you think. Well, it's a good, kind of a tough question. I, I think uh, this team is going to be close. Uh, Beverly will, will certainly help, however... I think you had a guy like uh, Justin, and, and you're looking at uh, a completely different picture. Uh, you know, this game will be nice for Iowa State. I've seen comparisons, or, excuse me, comparisons to Deontay Berkey, Burton. I think that's a little bit lofty as far as praise goes. He kind of reminds me of a, of a Justin Hogue type player, a guy who's got about the same size, and he, he's a little bit bigger build-wise and, and has a decent mid-range game. So I think he can really help Iowa State there. But to be honest, Trent, it all depends on what Cameron – Laird can give Iowa State and, and how Solomon Young progresses, um, especially with their outside shooting. Um, you know, those guys have got to be able to, to keep teams honest and, and uh, you know, not let them kind of cheat on Iowa State in the lane. Uh, so I, I think their perimeter presence is important. But at this point, with the way the roster is constructed, I think this is a team that's going to struggle to make the tournament. And, and it could be NIT team. If not, I think they'll, they'll certainly be on the bubble at the end of the season. We're having a conversation with Matt Nelson, wide right Natty Light on the Draft House 50 hotline. Take me back to Cameron Laird, because he seems to be just like what you talked about, and we did prior to you coming on the show, the unknown ingredient. Is is that a fair assessment? If Like, if he's better than what 
people think they've got a pretty good chance, and if he doesn't live up to the hype, uh, they're destined for disaster. That's that's a very fair assessment. You know, if you, if you're going to talk about the Cyclone uh, Kool-Aid, Laird is the mystery ingredient that can either leave you feeling really good or leave you feeling really, really bad. Um, he is a, a player that's pretty highly touted and, quite frankly, was grossly under-recruited. Uh, you know, being a four-star and a top 100 player, um, he really wasn't sought, all that sought after because of his eligibility issues. And, and people, you know, even when he announced that he was going to end up at Iowa State halfway through the year, I don't know anybody that was confident he was actually going to show up on campus. I don't think anybody really believed it until – he showed up shooting in warm-ups before games this spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was just a lot going on with his recruitment. But he is certainly very talented. He's a true, you know, six foot nine player. Not not quite like the George Niangs, who uh, were listed at six seven, six eight. But in reality, we're probably a few inches shorter than that. He's a legitimate uh, big, tall post player. He's kind of a lanky kid, but for everything that I've seen and heard, is that he's very athletic um, and very and very skilled when it comes to his perimeter game. I think. Some of that may, may need a little bit of work as his career gets started. But, again, as a guy, you got to think, you know, he's just a freshman. He, for, for whatever reason, whenever I think of him, it seems like he's a transfer that was ineligible. But in reality, he's got full, four full years mm-hmm. played Iowa State. So, so I think there's a lot to be excited about. But it's really difficult to know what he can bring to the table until we, we see him on the court. But I think while fans may not know what to expect out of him, I'm, I'm pretty confident that he's going he's gonna to be in the starting five um, at the beginning of the year. So we'll have a chance to see a lot of him early on in the season. Talking Cyclones with Matt Nelson, wide right natty, light on the Draft House 50 hotline. Uh, Matt, I, I kind of pose this question to Jim, and we've got to get your perspective because I think it's the best perspective from an Iowa State fan. As you look at the first two years of Steve Prohm, year one, 10-8 and eight in the conference, get beat in the first round of the conference tournament, but had a pretty solid start to things. They get to the Sweet 16. Then a year ago, rough start, play very well down the stretch, win the Big 12, but then get beat in the round of 32. In the end for you, what was the better season, year one or year two of Steve Prome? You know, honestly, Trent, I'm going to have to say year two. Um, I say that for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think year one was really kind of Prome having to feel things out, and, and we saw that year he went he went with what worked for that team, and he kind of implemented his things at a certain point during the year. But, you know, in reality, that was – kind of a frustrating year that that team you know bowed out early in the big 12 tournament they they really struggled that's actually one of the poorest conference records we've had you know i think a lot of people forget that you know again the sweet 16 makes everything better but that team was a a loss away from finishing 500 in conference play um which is quite frankly the low watermark for the last eight years of iowa state basketball in terms of conference records um you know this 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 season i think we really saw prome kind of impose his will on his players you know i think they they had to buy in and trust him. And I also say this this year, Trent, because I think Prome had to do a lot more actual coaching. Uh, Deontay Burton surely required a lot of management throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, he, he definitely had to make adjustments as the year went on and, and, you know, balancing the lineup between going small and going big. And, and even to me, making the decision to integrate Solomon Young in the lineup was a tough one. And I know he, he's hard on himself and saying he should have done it sooner, but that's really a, a pretty tough task is to, you know, elect to start a freshman in Big 12 play. So uh, I'll, I'll have to say this year, uh, the year two, just because I think we'll see uh, him build on that going forward. And 
Um, I think from here on out, it'll be completely Steve Prohm's team, and we'll probably see a little bit different style of basketball. All right, well, that was going to be my follow-up then. What style do you think it's going to be? I, I think it'll be a lot more defensive-based, and, and that's just, I think, the way that Steve Prohm wants to play. And, and it's worked for him, um, you know, worked at Murray State. You certainly saw the improvement Iowa State made on defense this year. In my opinion, guys, that's not something that we probably talked about enough just because, you know, Iowa State basketball and defense has not exactly been synonymous over the last 15 years. Um, but this was the best defensive, you know, team defensively we've had since uh, the early, early on in the Wayne Morgan era when he had a bunch of incredible athletes. Uh, so I, I really think that, that Steve Prohm is going to turn to defense. And I know that offense is the way to win. But at the same time, man, you've got to be able to get stops when you need them. And in the past, Iowa State could always score. We just couldn't keep, uh, keep teams from, uh, from getting to the hoop and, and from scoring uh, right back on us. So I think you'll see a lot more of that. I think you'll see a little bit more pressure uh, as well than Iowa State's used in the past. I, I think Steve Frum likes that if he's, he's got guards that are very good on-ball defenders. And, um, and I, I think you'll see maybe a little bit more structured offense. But at the same time, Frum is pretty smart in knowing that letting your players kind of do their thing uh, if you've got players who can do it, is is probably the best offensive strategy. All right. I'm going to switch to football, and I want to get your, as a fan and a guy who helps uh, work on wide right natty light, a little shade tossed on the uh, school by uh, little Ferentz. So I don't get caught up with that stuff. I find it to be pretty funny and entertaining, but fans get all worked up over nothing. So how did that sit with you with his comments? You know, that's a great question. When I saw that, it, it made me chuckle a little bit. Um, it was interesting to see that, you know, Iowa State wasn't the only school included in that little triage. The, right. I believe Nebraska and Minnesota were thrown in there, too. Um, I look at it a few different ways. I think it's an assistant coach who is trying to throw a little fuel on the Cyhawk fire, which, as a fan, I appreciate. That. I think that makes it fun. Um and I wasn't, I wasn't more so uh, upset by it. Um, I, I do think it just has to, it boils down to a difference in recruiting strategies. You know, you look at Kirk Ferentz, um, he's been there a long time, and he, he's got a, a way of doing things that works for him. And, and some of the things Kirk Ferentz does might drive his, his, uh, his fans and supporters crazy from time to time. But uh, I think in general the way that they recruit w- works, but uh, – Kind of makes me wonder, and this is a, maybe a question for Trent, you know, from his perspective. Um, to me, it seems like they may be a little bit outdated in terms of uh, how they recruit. I saw Alex uh, Halstead on Twitter posted uh, scholarship offers that teams have um, in the Big Ten, and Iowa had the fewest scholarship offers out behind Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Michigan's, Michigan offered almost 200 kids right now. Penn right. State is way up there. And some of the programs that were way up there were programs, you know, that are – trying to rebuild, you know, Minnesota, Rutgers, some of those types of programs. But at the same time, you had um, Michigan and Michigan State up there who have already offered 250 kids. Now, Iowa State was in the 300s, I believe, according to rivals. But, you know, to me, that doesn't really bother me as far as the class that they're recruiting for. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a difference in philosophy. They, they, they want to offer um, as many kids as they can, I guess, to kind of throw your net wider and and uh, hopefully be able to kind of sort through the kids that you want. But I, I do get where I was coming from. You know, an offer from them maybe has a little bit more meaning. But uh, I, th- I think also the times have changed, Trent. I kind of want yeah. your perspective. No, no, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is an old-school philosophy. Right. And, you know, they've built up enough success throughout the last 18 years that, you know, they can fire a couple of darts sure. that way. Now, here's the thing. Brian Ferentz is an incredibly entertaining guy. 
Yeah. Uh, he'll speak his mind. I, I hope he's successful just because I think it's entertaining for the rivalries for the Iowa State Series. You know, he'll throw some shade that way for Minnesota, for yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, he's on, that kind of guy. Yeah, let's go. But you know what? If this thing goes bad and he proves not to be a very good offensive coordinator or he can't get his dad to adapt to some of the things that he wants to do, things are going to get ugly in a hurry because outspoken guys in Iowa City, they can get shushed pretty quickly. <laughs> right. No, I, again, it's... I think it's all fun, and, and a, yeah. a lot of Iowa State folks I saw were they were taking it in stride. And you know what? I think that you could make, there maybe is some room where you can criticize Iowa State again. That's a lot of a lot of kids to be offering, but in terms of uh, the, the classes that Campbell and his staff have brought in, to me, there's there's no bones to pick there. If if they offer a thousand kids and they can get a top forty five class, uh, color me tickled. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. All right, kid, we'll let you run so you can plant tulips. You have a, you have a uh, a good time, okay? Enjoy the weekend, Cal. I will. Uh, my my younger brother is graduating from Iowa State tomorrow, so fun. Uh, Going to help him celebrate a little bit tonight. And uh, there's some sort of holiday going on today where uh, I think it's okay to drink. So you guys maybe better find some of that later this evening. Yourself. That'll be that's that's a little on, tequila. That's on our uh, on our table. Yes, it'll, Jimmy it'll B likes do. tequila. I do like that. Hey. I do too, but uh, tequila doesn't necessarily like us, uh, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. You can't do too much. Uh, that's true. I mean, I can, I can, yeah, I can, I can do it shot wise with the salt and a and a uh, lemon as well. Well, of course. So you're an adult. I would hope so. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I. That's too much. You don't need to know that much information All about right. me and my drinking habits. Jimmy okay. B's going a little I'm off the rails. I'm getting a little uh, perplexed. Matt, here. get back to work. We'll yeah. let you go. I will. You guys stay out of trouble. All, All right, right, dude. Now, that's impossible for us, but we'll do the for best you. we can. You speak for yourself. Okay, for me. Okay, fair enough. So you celebrating Seiko de Mayo oh, tonight? God, heck yeah. You going to put on like a, what, I got a, a sombrero? sombrero? Yeah, yeah, I got a sombrero. Yeah. 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 So you going to put that on and what, go to draft house? <laughs> I don't think that'll quite be no, the case. No. 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 Taco Bell? Yo, well, they do. I do like the gordita. I think it's right up your alley. <laughs> Big plans for Jimmy B. It's going to be a fun weekend. Going to do a little dancing with the salsa band. Now I can throw it down with the salsa band. Oh, I got, yeah? I got those, yeah. I got those hip movements. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like an exciting night in the Brinson household. It's, it's be, <laughs> my household. That's it. Hey, uh, when we come back, after all the stuff that went down with the trial and the loss by Iowa in the Jane Meyer uh, trial, and it's far from over with the grease bomb trial on the horizon. Trent and I will debate this. University of Iowa announcing that they will hire an independent firm to review employment practices as defined by the Iowa Civil Rights Act. Hmm. That's on the way. The Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. It's Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale, where we guarantee you'll love your mattress with a 120-night money-back guarantee. And you'll love Mattress Firm's savings, too. Save up to $1,000 store-wide on the latest sleep technology from Beautyrest, Serta, and others. Plus, save up to $400 on select adjustable bases and get up to two free pillows only during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash circulars. Product offers and prices may vary in Hawaii and Alaska. Napa know-how. That's not heavy metal music. Or the sound of a stray cat fight. It's your car's not-so-subtle way of saying, head to Napa for new brake pads and rotors and get up to a $50 rebate by mail. So don't confuse for anything other than new brakes and 50 bucks back by mail. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 531.17. Have you eaten here before? Nope. Good morning, gentlemen. Can I share our specials with you? Sure. First, we have the seafood special. It's actually been sitting around here for a week. Then there's the cream of chicken soup. It's had no refrigeration since it was made yesterday. We're known around these parts for our food poisoning. What can I get you? Yeah, don't think we can stay for lunch. Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. There's a simple blood test called A1C that can help measure your risk of complications from diabetes. Why is it important? Because more than 600 people every day die from diabetes and its complications. If your A1C is above 7, your doctor can show you how to lower it. If you have diabetes, know your risk. Know your A1C. Ask your doctor. Or for more information, go to www.diabetesa1c.org or call 1-877-TEST-A1C. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, 
monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rate supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. You can always get on the show at 264-1700. Again, that's 264-1700. At the beginning of the program, Trent and I gave our opinions on Iowa losing the lawsuit to Jane Meyer, who now wins $1.43 million. Iowa will be sued again for another $2 million in ancillary costs by Meyer's attorney. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks down the line, another lawsuit will show up in court with... Uh, Tracy Griesbaum, who has also sued the university as well. Mark Emmert covered the trial extensively. Yes. And he has been tweeting now with the latest information. And Mark has tweeted out that Iowa will begin with the University of Iowa Athletic Department. And this is a direction from the president and a clear response to the Meyer verdict a clear response to the university losing that court case so he is president harrell is doing what he is uh, announcing it will hire an independent firm independent firm okay to review employment practices uh-huh. as defined by the state of iowa civil rights act so there's going to be some digging around absolutely the investigation that Meyer's attorneys asked for appears it's going to take place. Jimmy B, you uh, you know athletic departments at the university level. I do. You want an independent investigator in there? No freaking way. You want an investigator in there at a Big Ten institution? No freaking way. The amount of money. Remember, Ooh. remember, we said when we if if you didn't hear the opening of the program, we talked about it's going to cost Iowa a lot more than one point four mil. Right, right. They're going to have to pay for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to have to deal with possibly another lawsuit for the $2 million that the attorneys are trying to get for ancillary costs. Does this lead to more lawsuits? Yes, I think it could. People... Yes, people will come out and say, hey, this is what happened to me under BARDA. Is the University of Iowa the only athletic department no. that has been... No, they no, are no, no. Let, let me okay. finish. All let right. me finish. Is the University of Iowa Athletic Department the only athletic department in the country that has been sued by both a man and a woman oh. for discrimination Wow, and lost both cases? Wow, I don't know that one. Because was it the track coach it would, yeah. that basically they right. said, no, we're only going to hire a woman for this position? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Just yeah. Like you can't do it the other yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, right. Reverse discrimination. 
And these things continue to stack against Gary Barta. And for the side that we see, he seems like a friendly guy. Oh, yeah. yeah from our uh, talkings right. with him and dealings with him, yes. Fundraising-wise, yeah. he's done a great job. Yes. Tip of the ball cap, bringing in Rick Heller, bringing in Fran McCaffrey. Right. The contract extension that actually turned out to work, though we think he got fleeced in the last one again, <laughs> yeah. with Kirk Ferentz. You know, all of these things that are positives that – just us as sports fans look at and say, eh, not a bad guy. Yeah. But if you're the school president, you are the leaders of the university, and you see this happening across the river, you're left wondering, is this the guy we really want mm-hmm. leading our athletic programs? Is Probably he, not. Is he the face of the university when it comes to national meetings with other ADs, with well, presidents? Uh, yeah, that, Not that, with that presidents. Sort of, no, but with the ADs around right. the country. Well, I mean, but that's everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, schools get sued. Yes. I, uh, the guy was not alone in this. No, no. This happens around the country. It does. All right? Because stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It does. But when it is in your neck of the woods, it becomes a lot more personal. Yes. Very true. Very true. You I... could say, oh, look at look at all the difficulties at Baylor. Now, that's a much worse case than what we're dealing with here, obviously. Much different. But, and much, much different, different. Much different. But look at the play that it got. Mm-hmm. Okay? what I was not being on a national scale. Not like that. Not like no. that. But if the second lawsuit goes to court and Iowa loses, that's two. Mm-hmm. Back to back. That will get some national play. Do we even get to the point where we see Gary Bart on the stand again? For the oh, grease bomb case, oh boy, I think a settlement has to happen. I and agree. Like I said, we don't know Gary Barta what he is in the actual day to day working. Mm-hmm. Right, we just know the public face. Correct, nice great hair, gentleman. Yep, smile on his face. That's always raising money and has done a great job facility wise mm-hmm. in that. Yep, we don't know what it's like in there, but with these kind of negatives on that resume, and with the kind of liberal institution that the University of Iowa is, Mm -hmm. I don't see a way he can survive unless an appeal is heard and this thing really turns around and then the Tracy Greasebaum case goes their way or they're able to settle it and make that go away. Short of that, if we're continuing on where we're going right now with the status quo of what we've seen, I don't think Gary Barta survives. Let me drop this on you. If you're the school, do you really want to go for an appeal and end up in court again? Well, and that's the and other then thing. have the, then have yeah. possibly have that negative judgment again. Well, and the university, well, the athletic department felt so confident in this, and I think the university of a whole felt confident. They just didn't have the documentation. No, they don't. Do you go down the appeal process? Maybe you get one or two of those five uh, different. M- maybe if you're lucky, get that. Yeah. But, you're talking about more hours, more billable hours for the lawyers. It. It, it keeps going on and on and on. Might be time to cut bait. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time to cut bait with Gary Barta as well. As unfortunate as it is, I've always liked Gary. But these are things that are very difficult to come back from. And I think it's the time is going to be happening maybe even sooner than people realize. This isn't something down the road months and months and months. No. This is This now. is something probably that's going to be happening this summer. Yes. At some point. Now. And by the next school year, when you start things up in late August, you're looking at a new athletic director and uh, bringing in different candidates. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see, A, if they settle with Griesbaum and try to get out of the court business. 
which, to be honest with you, they most likely should. A quick break. When we come back, we're headed to Las Vegas. We're going to have a conversation with Brian Blessing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk ponies as the Derby is coming up tomorrow. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker, 1700. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 till noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers on 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It's the thrill of the grill event, now at the Home Depot, where the Kingsford Lone Star Charcoal Grill is a special buy at just $99. You'll save 50 bucks. Its durable cast iron grates and extra large surface can handle up to 24 burgers at a time, making you the undisputed grillmeister on the block. Get a fresh take on spring with the Kingsford Lone Star Charcoal Grill, just 99 bucks, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through May 31st while supplies last. Selection varies by store. Your car's in pretty good shape. If it's only six or seven years old, you just commute to work every day and take the occasional road trip. Sometimes you drive around just so your dog can hang his head out the window. Your car doesn't have to be old to accumulate miles. Pennzoil High Mileage is for any vehicle with 75,000 miles or more on it. It's specially formulated to reduce oil consumption and leaks and reduce engine wear. Pennzoil High Mileage, because before you know it, you'll be on the road again. Make the switch to Pennzoil at a Jiffy Lube near you. 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700kbgg.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700kbgg.com. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and T.C. Welcome back, everybody. We continue all the way till 3 o'clock today. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700. Uh, stepping up to the microphone, or at least over his cell phone, is Brian Blessing out in beautiful Las Vegas. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Brian is a longtime race handicapper and has called and worked I don't know how many races, 2,500, I, I don't know, 250, there's some number in between there, right, Brian? Uh, yeah, well, the way you introduced me, I know, I'm just, now I'm what? I'm trying not to step on my phone. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, let's get to the, uh, to the Derby. Does anybody other than just the hardcore race guy or girl, do they really have an idea of who's who in this Derby this coming Saturday? No. But that's the beauty of the Derby, and I, I can speak to it, Jim. That, uh, people stop. I mean, there are like two events I remember since I came to Vegas. And now hockey's here, but people for many years were indifferent to hockey. But when Canada played U.S. in the Olympics, I was doing a remote at the Golden Nuggets, and they were five deep in the concourse at bars watching U.S. play Canada in the Olympics. And the other one, people thumb their nose at horse racing for – uh, 364 days, 23 hours, and 58 minutes. But everybody stops to watch the Derby. So they'll all pay attention. They'll bet a name. They'll box their address. And everybody just kind of steps up to the plate and uh, takes a peek at the Derby. It's that kind of event. It's one of these things where you kind of uh, roll through all the information that you have in front of you, and then you go, Blindly, okay, I like the the color of this horse, so I'm going to bet that one. In your expertise, give us a couple of horses that you would bet on if you were inclined to do so tomorrow. Oh, twist my arm. I'll I'll, I'll bet on it. Okay, just because you called. Uh, You know what? Uh, It's wide open. Uh, It's not a year that has an American pharaoh in it. And now rain is part of the equation. A lot of rain in Louisville today, tonight, uh, and tomorrow's a coin flip. Um, But the horse I like is Irish War Cry. He's the number 17, and he comes out of New York, which 
doesn't usually produce the Derby winner the last time. you got to go back a bunch of years to funny side. Uh, but this horse has, uh, you know, tactical speed, should be in perfect position coming out of the 17 hole. I think he's at third, fourth, fifth, uh, into the first turn and just tracks the pace. And I think he's one of those that will get first run at the pace setters at the top of the stretch. And if rain is part of the equation, this horse is bred in the purple to enjoy a wet track. Wow. Uh, he's, a, he's a son of Curlin. He's four for five in his life. And the one thing is, he's never run on a sloppy track. But he is bred to do just that. But, I, I mean, fast track, wet track, Irish War Cry is going to be uh, my my key horse in the race. Okay. Um, I always ask uh, guys who are in the know, like yourself, all right, so if it's weather's going to be bad, you got to find a mudder. So this is a horse that is not bothered by a wet track. Is there another horse the same, or is it Classic Empire who appears to be the favorite? You know what, Jim, I wouldn't go overboard with, with, with the rain, and I, and I mentioned it. Uh, the one thing I can say to you that every year, even if it is raining there, this track uh, will be wet fast. So it will have moisture in it, but it's not going to, I just don't see it being a big soup kitchen. And for a number of reasons, they literally at the race prior to the Derby, is they give you like an hour between the races. So there's already an hour. But what they always do is schedule a turf race before the Kentucky Derby. So literally, even if it's raining, the track crew is out there constantly for two and a half hours. So I wouldn't go bananas. It's something to consider, but I would not make it the determining factor in anybody's handicapping. Classic Empire is five for seven in his life. Throw the one race out because the jock fell off the horse, so he's thrown only one for him bad race, but he finished third. The problem with him, um, and he doesn't have many, is at times he's a little quirky. I mean, he's a nut bar. Mm-hmm. He gets behind. He gets behind the starting gate. He can get a little goofy, but he he still always seems to run his race. The difference is, and this is what happens in the Derby: a, you're going a distance you've never run before, uh, and b, you know these horses are going to be all of a sudden jumping in front of 150,000 people, right? And many of them have adverse reactions to it. So that could be uh, maybe the biggest con when you're sitting there saying weighing pros and cons with classic empire on paper he's done everything right so uh brian good to talk with you again trent here uh want to throw out the local horse for us here in iowa what you know about j boys echo from the alba family stables uh we've had a lot of these uh horses with iowa connections here as of late dale romans he's had seven starts in the derby still hasn't got it done your thoughts on j boys echo and and dale romans is he due to finally have a kentucky derby winner I'm not using them, and I may regret it. Um, there's generally, it's called the Buyer figure when you read the racing form. It's a speed figure. It was created by a guy named Andy Buyer. One of the famous stories is it's been around now for uh, like 20-plus years. And it's like a Cliff Notes version. It's a bold, italicized number that you can very quickly compare horses. You know, when you get a minute to post and you look at it, it's the go-to figure. And the one year... The horse that had a freakish buyer figure was War Emblem, and Andy Buyer himself didn't pick the horse, and he went gate the wire and won the Derby. Jay Boy's Echo is one of only three horses in the race, Irish War Cry and Classic Empire, the two we just talked about. And Jay Boy's Echo is the only one that has 
a triple-digit buyer figure, and that had always been a prerequisite to win the Kentucky Derby. He ran a 102 buyer in his Gotham win at Aqueduct and then came back, and it's called a bounce, where a horse regresses after running a career best. So you can kind of forgive his effort in the bluegrass if he runs back to the race he ran in New York. The horse is clearly in with a shot from a figure perspective. Uh, the problem is uh, he's just he's run races that were 61, 75, 70, 84, then the 102, and then back to an 84 uh, buyer figure. So we had that one race where the horse freaked. If he does it on the right day, he's got a chance to win. It's his level of inconsistency that kind of points me somewhere else. Having a conversation with Brian Blessing out in Vegas. We're talking the Derby on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, so is there a horse that could shock everybody? Or is it pretty much the three that you just spoke about and then it's everybody else? No, I think it's wide open, Jim. I mean, when you get a favorite that's four to one, there's no American battle in here. There's no, you know, six to five, eight to five horse. Um, and the whole premise here for these are world class horses and trainers, uh, and it's all about peaking on the first Saturday in May. And three year olds change overnight mentally, maturity, weight, the whole nine yards. So can can this thing explode? Sure, certainly. I'll give you a great story. You know my wife, Jim. I, I was a track handicapper. I'm up at Fort Erie the one day, and I'm in the paddock, and I'm standing there like, oh, I, you know, I'm the Mr. Horse guy talking and yapping, and I'll turn back in distance and blinkers on and all this other nonsense. And the horse is going on the track, and some horse wins is 18 to 1. I come back. My wife only went to the track a couple of times, uh-huh. and she had it. And I said, okay, why? She goes, oh, he had a nice butt. <laughs> I said, I said well, here, well, wait, well here, here's, the, here's the omen for tomorrow. Two races later, same thing. Blah, 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 blah. Right? This one's 15 to 1. Okay. I said, all right, this is like now borderline stupid. A, why don't you come to the track every day? <laughs> B, why this one? She goes, well, they were walking around, and he looked at me, and the horse only had one eye. I said, okay, I'm done. (laughs) So now, so here's the story, kid. And this horse has a chance. The number 20, his name is Pat. Yes. And he's going to be the favorite sentimental horse from ladies. And and they're going to do a feature on him tomorrow, rest assured, on NBC. Mm -hmm. About a year ago, the horse woke up one morning, and his eye was infected and swollen. And and sadly, it's like three days they were working on this poor horse's left eye. And he lost his eye. They couldn't save his left eye. And it's, it's a gris, it's a weird-looking thing. The horse looks at you, and he's got this hole. I mean, there's, he doesn't have a left eye. Yeah. So then on, on top of it, he draws the 20 hole. And the horse has a chance. So now this horse is going to be going into the far right side, outside gate, in the Kentucky Derby, and he can't see any of the 19 horses Whoa. to his left. Whoa. Right? So he's literally running into the Kentucky Derby looking straight ahead. I got this whole thing to myself, and the horse has a chance. I mean, he, he's lightly raced, and I think Patch, the 20, uh, has a chance, I think, uh, to hit the board or, or, wow. the, or the Superfecta. And, you know, and the Superfecta could be a life-changing number. But Patch, the 20, is my long shot. Okay, so let me follow up on that. That be- was a long be- story, by the way. Well, Sorry. no, but it was okay. We got time, man. You're the, you're the man. <laughs> so wouldn't they take into consideration – excuse me, something like that, and put him in a position 
where the horse can see what's going on on the side of him, or they just have to say, hey, it doesn't matter, this is the way it goes? Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to think the last time I saw Mr. Ed, so the horse isn't talking to me. Well, you I got mean, that right, yeah. I mean, all, all, all he's got to do is turn his head. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just, it, it, I'm just telling the funny thing is, this will be, honestly, this sentimental thing. And I, I guarantee you they will talk about this horse at nauseum tomorrow, uh, you know, because of the story. But he's no joke. He's one of Todd Fletcher's three runners. And the kid riding him, Tyler Gaffleone, is really one of the up-and-coming jockeys out of Gulfstream Park. And I watched his race in the Louisiana Derby, and he closed against Gervin, but he got shuffled to the inside. A lot of young horses shy away when they go down inside. This one did not. And that race was contested at a mile and an eighth. The Derby's a mile and a quarter. And in the gallop out, this horse went by Gervin like he was tied to a post. So pets can go the distance. The question is, is he good enough? And But, again, they can't improve overnight. And, and, and it's a historic thing with the Derby. Fletcher has three horses. and always dreaming is the five, is the Florida Derby winner. And everybody always talks about the favorite. But this has gone on since Moses wore short pants, Jim. The, <laughs> uh, that if a trainer's got two horses in a big race, you're nuts not to always take a look at the longer-priced horse. Okay. Bob, Baffert's, Bob Baffert's first derby win, Indian Charlie, was supposed to be the second coming, and real quiet won the race at a price, and that's happened a boatload of times. So you know, don't sleep on the longer price horses when a trainer has multiple in a race. Brian, now help. Uh, as you know, horse racing is not what it once was. I go out to Prairie yep. Meadows you know, once, twice a year. Sure. And then I'm like, all right, how do I bet this thing? So for people that are heading out or making wagers this weekend, help them out. So they don't sound like a moron out there. They're taking up time <laughs> standing in line. You got your horses. You got two, three, four, whatever you're going to do with them. How do you sound when you step up to the box and make your bet? Well, there's a lot of ways to do it. And I would say this, don't worry about it. Go up, ask the ticket writer how to do it. And, you know, listen, the season horse players, are impatient, it can be grumpy and you know, tough. That's what it's what happens on the big day. And like you said, you're trying to get new fans involved with the sport. So don't be intimidated. Go in, walk up. If someone was just gonna do it and watch the race, I would say do a dollar exact a box. If you box three horses, it would be six bucks. If you boxed four horses, it would be twelve dollars. And I mean the exact it could come back two, three, four, five hundred dollars and you and you get half of that. Um, so I would do something like that. I would say you walk up, you do a dollar exact a box. I like Irish War Cry, the 17, Patches, the 20, I think is a good long shot. Uh, so, so walk up to the window and say, give me a dollar exact a box. Forget the names. Mm -hmm. Use numbers. That's what you want to do. Just numbers. Yep. Just numbers. The names mean nothing when you're getting the ticket. But I would say do a dollar exact a box, 14, 17, 20. That would cost you $6. So you're getting Irish War Cry, who's six to one, Classic Empire, who's four to one, and then you got Patch, who's thirty to one. And if Patch runs first or second with, or with either of those horses, you're walking out of there probably with a couple hundred bucks. Always great, pal. Uh, before we let you run, once again, quickly recap: if you were going to play that box, what's your order? Yeah, I like seventeen Irish War Cry to win. Uh, I'm still crying in my uh, soup here, Jim. I have a future ticket on Royal Mo 
at 140 to one and 85 to one, and he was number 21 on the points list, and mm-hmm. nobody scratched. And he's sitting there. If this horse wins the Preakness, I'm going to play Russian roulette with five bulls. <laughs> but I, I would box. 14, 17, 20, but 17, Irish War tries my top choice. It's great having you on the show as always, Brian. Listen, uh, enjoy the weekend. I know that you'll be uh, putting at least a dollar down on somebody there. Yeah, I, I, you know, hey, you, you can't hit a home run if you don't swing the bat. There you go. That's the way my partner operates all the time. Absolutely. Got a fire. Yep, got a fire. That's it. It was fun, guys. Thank you, man. You have a great one. Great, and, uh, and once again, enjoyed talking to you, Brian. Thanks, buddy. All right, Jimmy. Take care, buddy. Okay. There you go. Brian Blessing, uh, long time. Horse caller, I guess handicapper mm-hmm. uh, in Fort Erie, also at Woodbine. Uh, the dude knows the action. He really does. Can you get a make uh, wager tomorrow? I always... I always throw something down on yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know squat. Neither but, do I. But that's why we just had Brian on yes. the show. So now I got an idea. Now now you're going to go $6. You can afford that. Uh, a you? dollar exact a box, 14 Look, I was, 17 20 I was running around here trying to get a nickel I know, the I other know. day so I could get some candy out of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy Six D. bucks is big to me. I know it is. All I know right. It is. Well, we'll take the time out. We'll come back. Two o'clock hour right around the corner. Coming up, we're going to talk some baseball with yep. Scott Gelman. And uh, Wolfgang will stop by to finish things out here. We'll take you up until 3 o'clock on a Friday. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoin.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save. 
thousands. This is an announcement for all people who want to take a risk-free challenge to whiten their teeth in five minutes. By calling now, you can whiten your teeth in five minutes using clinically proven power swabs. This risk-free challenge is for people whose smile has been yellowed by coffee, tea, red wine, or smoking. The Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is available by responding to this advertisement. If lines are busy, try again. Because the 5-Minute Challenge is exclusive, it's not available in drugstores. Power Swabs was formulated by Dr. Martin Ginnicker and whitens teeth with a patented tooth detergent and whitening agent. It's so effective, we challenge you to try it for 5 minutes to see how white your smile can be. Get it risk-free. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. Transform your smile into a wow, you look great smile. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Uses directed. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's another great sweet deal from 1700 KBGG. Iowa Beef Steakhouse is known for serving huge choice cuts of steak cooked over charcoal with fantastic sides. The beef comes from right here in Iowa. If you're looking for a fine Iowa chop or a tender filet mignon, Iowa Beef Steakhouse is the place to get your eat on. This Friday at 9 a.m., get $50 worth of certificates for just $25. The sweet deal always goes fast, so this Friday at 9 a.m., go to 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines, Accumulus Station, big news, big talk, and big sports. 